Welcome to 5 and 5 with Miller and Mango, your go-to source for all things finance with a twist of culture infused into every episode. Join your hosts, seasoned financial professional Miller and marketing maverick Mango, as they discuss five of the latest market and cultural trends and help you instill common sense into the ever-changing landscape of finance, all within five minutes. It's time to dive into the numbers, unravel market mysteries, and discover the strategies that matter. Welcome to 5 and 5 with Miller and Mango. Hello and welcome back to 5 and 5 with Miller and Mango. We are at episode 10. We made it. 5 plus 5 equals 10. That is Easy it. We're mid-January. Hope everybody is staying warm out there. And we're about to give you some five great topics to stay warm with. Yeah. Tell me what's on the, the list here today, Mango. Okay. I just read that uh, everybody's favorite, I don't know if sure it's grocery store warehouse, Costco, is about to crack down on car sharing. So being able to give your car to somebody else to walk into Costco. Um, is that a good idea? It's interesting, um, and, and I imagine Costco's tried to weigh out the positives and negatives, but to crack down and increase security, I imagine a lot of the, the shopper base maybe isn't going to be ecstatic about this change. Um, but what's maybe more interesting to me is just the difference between like the Netflix approach, right? You, you, you pay one fee, and then you can get in and watch unlimited content, TV shows, movies, that kind of thing, versus Costco, right? You pay to get in. But then Costco's making a spread on the groceries, on the food mm-hmm. court, on the pharmacy, you know, those kinds of things. So where Netflix is losing that, right? It's not a pay to play yeah. each time you, you watch. Costco is making a spread, albeit probably a smaller one. That's kind of their deal, right? We'll sell you stuff in bulk and, uh, you know, decrease some of our margins. And grocery stores historically have low margins anyway. So I, I'm curious to see why this came up as a part of their strategic planning. Yeah, I found it interesting that uh, I was reading that they had a 93% renewal rate from 2022, so very high. Very high. What that will mean moving into next year. And I think I read that Sam's Club just got rid of their membership fees. So you're limiting the amount of people coming into your store to make that margin. So we'll see. There's a lot of smarter people out there than we are. Reasons why they're doing it. For sure, yeah. It seems like a fork in the road. Costco's going one way and, and Sam's Club the other, so... All right, number two, uh, according to LinkedIn, they just listed out the 25 fastest growing roles for jobs. I'll name the top three and kind of want to get your point of view, what popped out to you. Yeah. Uh, number one, chief growth officer. Two, government program analyst. And three, environment health safety manager. Some big time titles right there. <laughs> yes. I think number nine on that list got my attention the most, and it was a recruiter. So not anything like AI or super tech driven, but I think that's a comment on the way we're seeing people work these days. Recruiters aren't just looking for people in the same city or same region as you are with the work from home um, advent and people being more hybrid in their work schedules. You're competing against people all over the country and maybe even all over the world at this point. Um, so I think that's a comment on you know how we're working now and the flexibility that some companies are 
being forced into, right? You're no longer able to choose in many, many ways, <laughs> forcing people to come into the office in a more traditional way. Although some people are, or some employers are cracking down on that again. Curious to get your thoughts. Yeah. An interesting stat from my read also was that skill sets has changed for jobs by 25% since 2015. And they expect that to gain year over year moving forward. Um, the interesting aspect of the growth of AI and people's being able to adapt in, in the marketplace today is if you give me two candidates that one person has experience with AI, one doesn't, I think you might be moving towards the guy that has AI or the, or the person that has AI. It definitely seems like uh, an upside or something to, to certainly throw on a resume at this point. That's the hot topic that yep. a lot of people are, are looking at, at at this point. Maybe a little bit of difference between generations as well. Are, are younger people more interested in these types of tech and, and AI-driven things maybe versus their, their boomer counterparts, which leads well into Segway our Segway into our the third thing. one. Yeah. Another um, article we just came across was, Boomers won't part with their homes, and that's a problem for young families. Mm -hmm. What are some factors you believe that play into that? You know, my mind, Mango, instantly jumps to, you know, what is pushing this from a math point of view, or where's the interest rates, or how have the home values change, or equity levels, that kind of thing. But maybe, maybe this is cheesy, but what if they just like kind of the routine that they're in? One of the stats that the article shared was a good chunk of these boomers, over half, own their home outright. So really any lending, cost of capital, cost of debt really isn't uh, too too applicable here. That's interesting. Um, yeah. in, in this example. So, I mean, we're all creatures of habit to some extent. I wonder if, you know, boomers just enjoy the larger homes and maybe some of the memories that come along with that, if that's not squishy enough for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Once my kids are out, Karen and I are downsizing. <laughs> less house, the better. There you go. Yeah, less in, in taxes, less in insurance, and may work out better from a, a healthcare perspective, too. We have quite a few clients looking to, to go to the one story and get out of the two stories. Um, Sure. All right. My favorite culture related topic. Most recently, this past weekend, everybody else is watching football. Obviously, Miller was with his Cowboys. We won't talk about that. We, we but won't. the Emmys were on, which not many people watched, which is a problem. Do you have any idea who won any of the Emmys this past weekend? I have zero um, <laughs> idea of, of who won the Emmys, but I think the Green Bay Packers should have won uh, some kind of award because, man, they really whooped us. Uh, well, I would say Dak, back, Dak Prescott is probably the best actor playing quarterback. <laughs> um, the winners were actually The Bear as part of Hulu, Beef as part of Netflix, and Succession a part of HBO. What I find interesting is network television, which is defined as NBC, CBS, Fox, and ABC won very little Emmys. And this is a trend that's been going on for a while of a lot of the production of shows are moving to streaming only. If I were to ask you the last network show to win for a comedy, would you have any idea? I'd have zero idea and nowhere to make an educated Modern guess. Family from 2014, 2014. So about nine years ago. Wow. And the last network TV show to win a drama was a show I used to love on Fox called 24 in 2006. Wow. Wow. So going back to the sharing with Netflix and the, the way we're moving to streaming, it's incredible that it's really been pretty quickly how growth has been for these streaming content sites or entities, you'd call them. Yeah. It sounds like people are following the streaming services and so are the awards yep. and kind of the community that, that deems these awards. And I'd say, unfortunately, I'm a big TV person. I've watched three, all three of those. Highly recommend The Bear. Highly recommend Secession. Beef, give or take. 
very good. I don't know Miller won't watch any of them. Yeah, my opinion is <laughs> indifferent to all three. Um, we'll see what the Cowboys can do uh, this this upcoming season. All right, everybody's <laughs> favorite topic. Explain it to me like a fourth grader. We're going to go with something healthcare related, but financial as well. An HSA. Yeah. Just went through this myself. As a lot of people are going through that open enrollment period or depending on your plan may have just ended. Um, HSA, a health savings account, is a pretty common overlooked um, upside that a lot of uh, health insurance plans offer, um, especially in the high deductible space. So if you have a health plan that's considered high deductible, which doesn't mean $10,000 in terms of deductible, that limit's actually pretty low. Just a couple thousand dollars is considered to be a high deduct- deductible plan. And HSA is a really neat add-on. It behaves pretty much like an investment account that really is primarily used for health and medical-related cost. But the small thing that not a lot of people know, Mike, is after age 65, you can use the HSA for whatever you'd like to. Um, Although you don't get some of these same tax benefits as the money comes out, it's pretty much treated as any other retirement account, like a 401k or a pre-tax IRA at that point. So don't worry about overfunding it. It's not a use it or lose it type account. This rolls over year to year and can be a really nice way for you to stuff some money away and try to control your tax bill at the end of the year or beginning of the year uh, as well. So. Yeah, I think there is that common misconception that there is use it or uh, like use like the FSA, I think is kind of like that. But right. I guess if you look at it as a potentially a financial tool or investment, it's a good way of looking at it. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't see healthcare costs showing any signs of slowing down in terms of uh, cost. Um, so use this as a way to, to hedge your bets here in terms of whatever your history will look like health-wise. Highly recommend taking a look into it. Awesome. Well, on that note, thanks everybody for listening. Again, we love your comments. We love you guys taking um, answers to our polls. Um, continue to hit us up with what you would like us to, uh, to talk about, um, but we love doing this. Yeah, happy 2024, everyone. Yes, and talk to you soon. Tradewinds LLC is an investment advisory firm that is registered with the Securities Exchange Commission. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Tradewinds will not accept trade offers online and any such request, orders, or instructions that you send will not be accepted and will not be processed. This presentation has been provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal, tax, or investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security or strategy. The investment strategy and themes discussed herein may be unsuitable for investors depending on their specific investment objectives and financial situation. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, though its accuracy is not guaranteed. Opinions expressed in this commentary reflect subjective judgments of the author based on conditions at the time of the publication and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results.